Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com. Also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks and on 28 global audio and video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, MixCloud, and a whole bunch more. In fact, we are proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM, number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot at the top 60, and number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Don't stress. Do your best and figure out the rest. <laughs> Dr. Ankur Patel is a geriatrician, a doctor who specializes in senior care, if you didn't know that. Chief medical officer, pharmacist, best-selling author, of age is just a number, a geriatrician's secret for getting the most out of life. He's a speaker and podcast host, just like me. He has more than 13 years experience in caring for the elderly in multiple settings. His experience lies in innovative approaches to advancing quality of life, decreasing the cost of care, and he has won numerous awards and has spoken at various national conferences, universities, community gatherings, and corporate events. He is always eager to touch more lives and share his knowledge with millions of people to impact them for their good. And his insights and now can be found in his book, as I mentioned. These charities are dedicated towards making the senior citizens benefit in various ways. And but before we get started, I do want to take this moment to thank my last week's guest, The Right, W-R-I-T-E, Way to Self-Care, author of You're a Caregiver, Not a Saint, Lori Ramos. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. Okay, enough of that. Encore, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure. I always like to ask my guests just who is Encore Patel and why was he placed on this earth? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Encore Patel. My friends called me CIA, not because I'm so smart to be an intelligent agency, but I was born in Canada. I grew up in India and now I'm in America. That makes me Canadian Indian American CIA. Wow. Uh, but yeah, what, what my passion is or purpose of my life is I'm a geriatrician who, who cares for the elderly population. And mm -hmm. I always feel I was inspired by my grandmother who lived till the age of 93 and she had no chronic condition and she was on zero medication. Yeah. And when I see my patients every day, I always feel like what I can do that they can live a good quality, a good quality of life, mm -hmm. like my grandmother and not just quantity. And we talk, when we talk about, you know, aging population that I take care of, a lot of people forget that, 
caregiver are equally accountable and responsible in the care. So my job as a doctor is not only to care for my patient, but also to make sure the caregiver is taken care of as well. So that's that's brief, uh, Ankur Patel, and that's what I'm here on this earth. That's a story you're sticking to, huh? So why a geriatrician? I think, um, you know, I did my residency in family medicine, uh, and then I always wanted to do geriatrics because what satisfied me the most in doing geriatrics is when my patients were on a lot of medications and the patient, their caregiver comes and complains that, oh, my, my mother or father is falling and they're confused. And, and a lot of things is from that medication. And my background as a pharmacist, before I went into medicine, I'm a pharmacist wow. that I combined that as a combined role. And what I started doing, I always say doctor prescribed medication. I'm your doctor who de-prescribe medications. So my goal was more like, how can I make this patient's 15 medication to five or six? Uh, and, and make sure that they have a better life. And all of a sudden, I started doing that. And I see the patients in a nursing home who was sleeping 24-7 is now up walking, playing bingo in the recreational area. I've seen the daughter who was stressed out in my office and complaining about, oh, my mother is falling and is confused. It's totally look like a, a, a different patient. I think that was my high that I always say that makes me go into geriatrics and, and then everything else is history. I love that field. Well, I'm 68. I'm only on four medications, two of them for the same thing, prostate uh, enlargement, you know. And I can't even imagine someone having to take 15 medications. How does that happen? So what I call, no, you're right. So for you being 68, first, Dave, David, you do not look 68. And I always say age is just a number. And, <laughs> and the second one is, no, like what I call a lot of time happen is prescribing cascade, right? What happens there is one after another, you start on a medication, that medication has a side effect. And, you know, let's say side effect, I'm just making up example of constipation. What happens now, the patient will say I'm constipated. So what happens is they start adding another medication for constipation. That's how a lot of side effects or what I call the prescription casket is you prescribe another medication because of the side effect of the previous medication. Yeah, and but that's, ten side effects, 10 medications, that's crazy. It, it is, believe it or not, because when we talk about our country, believe it or not, six in 10 adults have one chronic condition and four in 10 have two or more chronic condition. So think about when 40% of our population uh, have two or more chronic conditions. So their medication for their blood pressure, diabetes, you know, something else. And it adds up a lot. Oh. Uh, and if you're on four, to be honest, I would say like, be grateful because I've seen words. Why did you decide to write the book? Age is just a number. And I think that's where I go back to, you know, America is aging and so is the world. And 10,000 people in America turn 65 every day. How wow. I mentioned before, six in 10 has one chronic condition like diabetes, hypertension. Four in 10 has two or more chronic condition like diabetes and hypertension. And life expectancy has been increasing. But I said, you have a quantity of life, but do you really have a quality of life? Yeah. Right. And that's where quality I see has not it. been increasing, I think. 
And absolutely. So that's where there are two two main audience that I wanted to write the book for is it's never too late uh, to to get healthy. There are habits that you can change now and not wait till 10 years from now. People say that I'm 78, I'm too old to change. No, it's never too late to change a habit. And another thing is caregivers because they are the one who are more stressed out in my clinic. So I used to give them and actually caregivers were the one who gave me the idea to write this book that Dr. Patel, you are giving all this great information out. Can you just write a book? And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. And so what I did in each chapter, there are 23 chapters in the book, but each chapter has a caregiver tip that really? what caregiver can do for dementia, what caregiver can do for fall, what caregivers can do uh, if patients is in a lot of medication. So that was the whole goal that use it, read it one time, and then for future, use it as a reference book that keep it at your bedside and use it as a reference book. So this is a caregiver book because uh, our our audience are mostly burned out caregivers, and um, you know you're right. Behind every person that needs care is a caregiver, uh, a quiet caregiver, a silent caregiver, uh, one who doesn't complain, but yes, um, are, is often neglected. You know, everyone asks, "Well, how's?" How's your patient, you know, as opposed to, well, how are you? How is the caregiver? Yes, absolutely. You know, 30% of them die before the caregiver does. And uh, upwards of 50% become sicker than the caregiver, than the one they're caring for, rather. And become hospitalized and need a caregiver of their own eventually. So, yeah, it's, it's a serious problem. So let's talk about burnout, which is the big problem for caregivers. You talk about yeah. things that affect chronic issues. Burnout is a chronic issue and it's oh, stress related. Course. It's because people don't know how to put their needs first. They don't yes. know how to ask for help. They don't know how to uh, exactly. put their oxygen mask on first. So why don't you talk about burnout and the effects of that on a caregiver? Yeah, I always tell like, you know, Dave, when I see like hundreds of caregiver cry in my office and, and I always mm-hmm. believe in is healthy caregiver equals to healthy patient. Sure. I have never seen a patient who was doing well and the caregiver was healthy. The patient does good because the caregiver is involved so much. And I always say if the caregiver is not physically and mentally healthy, how they will take care of, of their loved ones. Right. And I always say that there are a few tips that you can do to prevent. And and a lot of those those um burnout are preventable and what what number one what you mentioned is ask for help right caregiving often feels like they got it they have it under control they do not need help uh they don't want to stress out rest of the family and i always tell them it and then sometimes they'll come and say dr p you know oh my family is not helping but i always ask like did you ask for help right? That's important. And sometimes we have to be honest, we all need help. And and you have to take care of your own health, because caring for your health is is not a luxury, it's a necessity. That's right. And and that's what I say, number one is ask for help, right? But number two on my list, which which, you know, what I have seen is this big elephant in the room, <laughs> talk about goals of care. This is where I've seen family torn apart. 
at end of life. This is where I have seen family divided. And, and that's where nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody has no idea what mother or father wants when the time comes. And I always say that when you are not that sick, you make decisions from your mind. When you are really sick and see your loved one on, on end of life, you make decisions from heart and you are making emotional decisions that time. So I always say is have, and we can definitely talk more about the goals of care. Well, and I'm sure along with that, you are a firm believer of advanced directives. Oh my and God. Living yes. Wills. Yes. Yes. Talk about that. Some so, so exactly. So what, what I always say is have that family meeting, the big elephant in the room that everybody wanted to avoid, but it's very important to have. We all know that, you know, let's say our loved one has dementia or some kind of sickness and we, it might last five years, 10 years. All my patients, I will, I'm proud to say hundred percent of my patients have advanced directives. And the reason is when that time comes, I can sit with the family all the family members, because I've seen those family break apart during this time that, you know what, it's not about me. It's not about you or your other sibling in California or Florida. It's about mom and dad. And this is what mother and father wanted. So let's Mm -hmm. respect that. And I think that's why it's so important because what happens too is I had a patient where the other daughter came from California and was making so unreasonable decision, do everything. I'm like, what do you mean by do everything, right? Mother is 90. I am not able to do everything. And and I can see the daughter in New Jersey is stressed out about this situation. So actually, I, I actually took the daughter from who came from California in another room. And I'm like, why are you making your sister is taking care of mother? She has done an excellent job so far. She has been great communicating with me and my office. And Definitely. why are you saying everything? And you know what? She started crying. She started crying because she felt guilty that her sister was doing everything and she was not there for mother. So, right. So there's always backside of the story. So one is I always say, don't judge the book by the cover unless it's age is just a number. But the other way I always say is, is, is there's always a missing piece of the puzzle. Try to find it. So that's why I, if one advice I have to give all the caregivers uh, who is listening to this show is, talk to the family, talk about the goals of care, what happens at end of life when they need. Do you want to resuscitate or not? Do you want to intubate or not? Do you want feeding tube or not? And you know what? Talk to the doctor and talk. There's, there, there are great people also out there who wants to talk. When you go and say, do everything, that means nothing, to be honest, because that loses the track. So that's something that I always believe in. Third thing I always say is use respite care. This is one of the most underutilized services because caregiver often feels like I feel guilty putting my mom and dad in respite for a few days. Respite is think about it. Do not feel guilty. It might be for three, four, five days, but your mental health is more important so that you can take that break. So you can take care of mom and dad for another hundred days, then take a break 
then you can take care. So there's nothing to feel guilty about. It's you have to take care of yourself. Use respite days because my patients and my caregivers are not using it. So that's what I always say. Uh, my next one will be take care of your own health. How I said, it's not a luxury. It's a, it's a necessity. Little tips that I always give my patient is, let's say, drinking water and staying hydrated, drinking 64 ounces of water a day and staying hydrated, you don't need to leave your house. You can still do when you are home. Walking 10,000 steps, you can walk, go up and down your stairs, right? Those are the little things you can do even you are home taking care of your loved ones, right? So take care eating diet, healthy diet, or trying to avoid eating junk food, right? Because again, all those things piles up. These are the things that I'm telling you that you can do it at home. And last thing I always say is my favorite song from Frozen is let it go, right? <laughs> let it go. Don't take let it, it personally. Let, it, let go. it go. And don't take it personally. Sometimes, you know, your loved one has dementia they have emotional problems. Your siblings might be feeling guilty for not being there to help you, right? There's multiple factors that somebody will react to you for something. Do not take that personally. They are just going through stress. I always say, you know, it, it is okay. Do not take that personally. And, and, and just during a stressful day, stay positive, use humor, and at end of the day, what I always tell my caregiver is don't stress, do your best and forget the rest. Yeah. So a lot of these caregivers are under the stress because in addition to everything else, now they're getting uh, pressure from their jobs, pressure from their boss. Hey, you're not, you don't have your mind on your job. What's going on at home? And maybe they haven't even shared with their boss what's going on, that they're a caregiver, that they have a loved one they're caring for. What advice do you have for employees to share with their employers? And what advice do you have for employers who may not even know what their employees are going through? Thank you, Dave, for asking me that question, because I'm the one who fills out those FMLA forms, uh, right, uh, for for the patients and the caregiver. But here's the thing, what I say is I, I and this is I actually make a point in all my talks that I give. I go out of my way to do that, because especially corporate talks where there are executives who actually can make an impact. So here's the thing that uh, listeners who are listening who has you know, we all, nobody understands what a caregiver goes through until you are one, right? So if you have not gone through, be grateful for that. Every, it's a very stressful thing. Caregiver burnout is real. And that employee that you have might be your best employee. They are just going through a tough time. Please, please, be innovative and think outside the box for that employee. And when I say that, try to do things, be flexible, because you know what? If they have to take mother or father for an appointment at 2 p.m., be flexible for that because they can finish the work at between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. at night when they're settled down with mother. So think outside the box. We all will be caregiver directly or indirectly some point of time to show empathy and try to think outside the box. And to to the caregivers who employees, I always tell them, be open and honest. I know it's stressful, but be open and honest with your employees because the message is spreading out. 
your employers or your boss might have been caregiver or has known a friend who is a caregiver. So a lot of time you might think that, but they might have more empathy than you think about it. But if you don't share, we will never know. So also share the message there. Yeah, that's what I wrote in my third book. It's your life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver. It's inevitable that normal people will become a caregiver one day. Yes. And so that's why you have to plan on it. Don't let it just hit you like it hit me in the face. And I didn't even know what was going on. You need to prepare for this. And so that's why I wrote my fourth book, which is Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times. It's talking to everybody, not just caregivers, because everybody will eventually need a caregiver or become a caregiver. Absolutely. So let's talk about your podcast, Keep Up With Pace. So yeah, so Keep Up With Pace. So P-A-C-E is is Program of All Inclusive Care for the Elderly. And it is a program that our goal in this program is to keep nursing home eligible patients at home in the community. So this is one of the best programs for caregivers. So mostly who qualifies if you, if your loved one is a nursing home eligible is mostly Medicare, Medicaid. So what we call dual uh, eligible, uh, then they qualify for PACE. And this is the best program where the program's goal is to support the caregiver because my, in, in my, this 13 years of geriatric career, is when they say that so-and-so went to nursing home because of dementia, that is partially true statement. Mm. So-and-so went to the uh, nursing home because of dementia, but also the caregiver was burned out. It's a combination. Right. So PACE programs out there will take care of your loved one, bring them to the daycare center, will take care of the medical needs. If your if your loved one needs to go to a, see a doctor, they will arrange a transportation, they will arrange your aid to go with, with your loved one. So a lot of the stressful part that a caregiver goes through is taken care of by a PACE program. So something that, you know, if you are struggling, it's something to look it up. And this is a podcast that, you know, I wanted to, it's best, one of the best model of cares that we have in our country. Mm. Uh, so look it up on npaonline.org. Uh, and um, you will see if you find a PACE program, if it's in your community, it will show that, you know, look at, look for a uh, program of the all inclusive care for the elderly and locations and it will come up. It's in, it's in 31 states or something now. Uh, and we care for 60,000 uh, patients. So that is something for the caregiver that you don't have to, you're not alone in this journey. There are a lot of programs out there that can help. And my goal is also that I feel like this is when people talk about um, uh, social uh, determinants of health, that what about the transportation, patient can afford medication, what about the food insecurity, all those things we integrate in this program. So that's how, you know, we can take care of the, of yeah. the patient. 
I understand uh, part of the proceeds from your book goes to a senior charity. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is really I'm I'm grateful. Uh, God has given me more than I have asked for, uh, but I think that's what. So the book I written, like every every you know part of the profit goes to the the senior charities, and that tackles more four issues. One is the food insecurity, and it's sad to say, but in America we should not be talking about food food insecurity, uh, and a lot of my patient goes goes through that food insecurity. So that is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Another thing I always say, senior loneliness, because it's detrimental to health. Senior loneliness, you know, there's a study out there that if somebody's lonely versus somebody is not lonely, somebody's lonely has 50% chances of getting dementia, mm. 32% of getting heart attack, and 29% of getting stroke. So this is a charity that directly impacts senior loneliness. The third thing what I have learned uh, is during COVID especially is uh, which I think that if senior learns technology, they can empower themselves. So that's the third place that the money goes through is teaching senior technology and empowering them. And the fourth one, I always say is bucket list because I've talked to my patient and I've asked multiple of my patients is like, Mr. Smith or Miss Smith, what is the one thing you want to do before you die? And their bucket list is honestly, I live in South Jersey. It's a big Eagles nation. So uh, Dr. P, I've never been to an Eagles game. That's it. Like I can make that happen. I've never been to Philadelphia Zoo. I'm like, those are the, on their bucket list. And I'm like, we wow. can make that happen because you know what? It's Eagles game. We'll get you a bus. We'll get you a uh, aid that can take you, uh, if I have connection, I'll try to get you meet a player. Uh, but you can watch a game and come back. It's little things that means a lot. It's not like they want to go to Hawaii. Uh, it's literally little things. So, so it goes to seniors, uh, you know, bucket list. So that's what I focus on for this. And I think it's, it's very satisfactory to me. Well, it sounds like a great book. How can people contact you and where can they buy the book? So you can always contact me. Go to my website is drankurpatel.com, D-R-A-N-K-U-R, Patel, P-A-T-E-L.com. And uh, my book is found on Amazon. So if you say, if you just go to Amazon and search for age is just a number, Dr. Patel, it's the first two or three books that will come up. And please help because more book you buy, uh, more I can benefit the charities. Yeah. Good for you. You know, I can't believe how fast our time has gone today. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And remember that all our live shows become recorded pod and video casts on our on your favorite platforms. You can purchase my number one newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, uh, a great book that's changing lives all over the world, available wherever books are sold, and my website, caregiverdave.com. It's a free membership support community. With lots of tools, resources, and free gifts. And check out my Facebook page, caregiverdave.com, a community of 34,000 caregivers. By the way, do you have a Facebook page, doctor? Yes, I do. If you go uh, Facebook and look for Dr. Ankur Patel, it, it should, it's the one that comes out. All righty. So I would encourage everyone to click or like the follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview because it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. And thanks to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. So until next week, same time, same channel, may God richly bless you all. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. I'm Dave Nassani. My fourth book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, is a number one bestseller on Amazon. As a young boy, I was told I possessed an unusual amount of wisdom for my age. As a young man, I found myself counseling friends and older family members whenever they needed answers to their problems. Then at 21, I read the Bible for the very first time and learned how King Solomon asked God for wisdom instead of riches, yet he received both. I was so impressed that I too asked God for wisdom. Soon after, I discovered when lying on my hammock, I would receive wisdom from God. This book is the result of my passion to share with the world wisdom's tremendous benefits. Join me as I reveal practical aspects of wisdom for the mind, body, and spirit. 31 lessons I learned from God that can change your life. Available in hardcover, audible, Kindle, and paperback. Wherever books are sold. I've spoken all over the country and London, and am available to speak at your event. Contact me at hammockwisdom.com. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. 